fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Welcome in. It is the greatest day of the entire week. It is a brand new Monday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, plus the live streaming. Your millennial general reporting for duty for a whole new week. I'm excited. We got a lot of good stuff coming up this week. We have a lot of good stuff coming up on the show today, so thanks for joining and hanging out with us today. You can find us all over our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn at Hoosier Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Coming up on the show today, Heather Dugan. She is the author of The Friendship Upgrade. She'll be joining us to talk about how to find friends during the COVID-19 pandemic and what kind of friends do you have and are they healthy in your life? I've heard... That when you want to become somebody successful, you become friends with people that are successful. When you want to become a banker, you become friends with bankers. When you want to be a business person, you make friends with business people. When you uh, have kids, then you just automatically become friends with whoever they become friends with. (laughs) It's kind of how things work. Not a bad thing. It's just the way it is. It's the way things are. So uh, looking forward to chatting with her at the bottom of the hour about that one and... Yeah, we'll try and see how many friends you actually have or how many friends I actually have that are actually healthy for us in our relationships. I am curious, though. I'm looking through the headlines as we talk about some of the issues of the day, and I'm curious on why we actually care about uh, what's going on in the United Kingdom. Now, I get it. We're supposed to be more global. We're supposed to be aware of the world, and we're supposed to be aware of these things. But the explosive interview with Harry and Meghan... The explosive interview about how they are racist and how they don't like Megan and how they had to move and get out of the family because they just can't deal and how the explosive interview with Harry and Megan interview reverberates across the globe. Now, sounds all fascinating. That's all nice. Got to interview with Oprah. Ooh, I didn't even know she was on the air, honestly. I thought she retired a long time ago. But nonetheless, they interviewed with Oprah. And here's what I have to say about Megan and Harry. What's that again? I can't quite hear. We don't care Say what? We don't care One more time. We, don't care we really stopped caring about 246 years ago. I'm just throwing that out there. We really just stopped caring a long time ago. I don't care what the royal family does. It's one of those where you walk down the aisle trying to check out at the grocery store and you find all the tabloids and you're like, wow, someone's having a baby. I don't care. Bob had Bob and Susie had one down the street, too. That's big news. We should put that on a hillbilly tabloid. Yeah, come on. Nobody really cares. The royal family. Oh, what's the inside of the royal family? I mean, the only time I would really care about the royal family is if some kind of like really big conspiracy broke about what they've been doing behind the scenes as a family, how they got there. I guess there's a really interesting uh, show. It's not really a documentary. It's a fictional show, but it's supposed to be about how the family got into the position that they're in, like back in the middle uh, medieval times. 
Uh, so I kind of want to see that one. I think it's called The Crown on Netflix. I kind of want to see that. It's on my Netflix list. I haven't watched it yet, but it's there because I would be kind of interested there. But the conspiracies maybe behind of working with the Rothschilds or working with the Bilderberg Society or whatever, that would be interesting. That I care about. But a family that's torn from their other family because they don't get along and not liking the girl and then them moving away and saying, I'm done with the family, kind of already been there, seen that storyline. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. So I don't really care. But that's, of course, the big breaking news because really, I guess people are more concerned about the tabloid drama than they are about the real world. For example, with the other part that's actually trending today. What's trending today? What's trending today is over the weekend on Saturday, the U.S. Senate passed the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill. Now, if we stepped away from the Harry and Meghan story for just a minute and we would learn about what's actually in the bill, oh, we're going to get paychecks. Okay, that's nice. What else is in the bill? There's $1.9 trillion. You do realize that our entire uh, uh, what is debt, our entire debt for the year, our deficit, I guess you want to put it that way, our yearly deficit for the year is at $2 trillion. We just doubled that with a single bill that isn't even our federal budget for the year. It's only for COVID relief. Think about that for a second. We have a budget that's already over budget where we increase our debt every single year. We increase our deficit every single year. And now we have another bill that is massively unpopular, that is massively expensive. And with all of our Entire deficit. We now have doubled that in a single bill. Joe Biden, however, pretty excited about that one. Office 45 days ago, I promised the American people that help was on the way. Today, I can say we've taken one more giant step forward in delivering on that promise that help was on the way. For over a year, the American people were told they were on their own. They were seeing, uh, we've seen how hard that has been on so many Americans. As of last night, 519,064 lives lost to the virus. That many empty chairs this morning, the breakfast table, gone. More than 400 small businesses closed unnecessarily. Millions of people out of work through no fault of their own. I want to emphasize that. Through no fault of their own. This nation has suffered too much for much too long. And everything in this package is designed to relieve the suffering and to meet the most, most urgent needs of the nation and put us in a better position to prevail. So that's our latest update from the Joe Biden basement, which I think is going to be a new segment on The Voice of Reason. We are working, by the way, on some new imaging. We're working on some new segments for the program to keep it flashy and keep it fun. So trust me, we're working on some fun things. But the latest from the Joe Biden basement says that everything in this bill is going towards the American worker, going towards the American family to help get through this COVID-19 relief. Now, I want to remind you that we still have almost a trillion dollars left of the past COVID relief bill back in December that we passed with President Donald Trump that we haven't even spent that money yet. That was like another $2 trillion bill, and a trillion of it is still sitting there unspent. I think it's more of a, aha, we wanted to do it because what you did wasn't good enough and we didn't like what you did. Even though it may be benefiting people, we're still going to just pass our own bill, just say, nanner, nanner, we did it ourselves. That's kind of what this bill is. Now, it does send the $1,400 check to eligible individuals. That would be $1,400 per individual, including children. 
So if you have children, you will get a hefty check on there. Okay, great. Whether you need it, whether you actually lost your money, whether you lost your income, or whether you didn't, you're still going to get that. Put it in your savings account, pay off some debt, spur the economy that way. That's what I'm going to do. It's actually going to go towards the Hoosier Media Network to start and continuously build what we're working on as of right now. Uh, and maybe pay off some stuff. I don't know. But my question is, if we're reopening back up, then why do we need it in the first place? I get we're trying to pay some back, especially for those that have been struggling and maybe have had issues with the unemployment system, maybe just wasn't quite making it with the unemployment. I get it. Okay. I can kind of see that one. I can see that. I'm not saying it's a total bad thing. I am saying, though, that it kind of takes it to another level of we're just going to, mm, that's going to be really expensive for the nation. Now, they are uh, tapering it off. Individuals earning between seventy-five dollars to $80,000 and couples earning $150,000 will receive some of that money, but not the full amount, um, according to time.com. Now, he says everything in the bill is going towards you. Is that really true? Outside of the $1,400 stimulus checks, outside of the extension of the $300 per week to boost unemployment benefits that will continue, which, let me ask you, when is that going to end? It says it's going to end in like August now, but are they really going to end it in August? Are they really? Once you give the government the ability to keep people on unemployment, they're going to keep you on there as long as you possibly can. The child tax credits becoming more generous. Okay, fine. That can be fine. I see something like that. More money going to help state, local governments, and schools. Now, the problem is they're going to send, oh, let's see, what was this here? Uh, I don't remember. I don't have the money or the number right on hand. 500 million, 300 million. So I think it was $500 million towards schools, but they're not requiring them to open. Now, for those that may not follow the education industry at all right now, let me try to break this down for you for just a second. These schools over the last year have been going relatively remote across the nation in general, and they've had to not spend as much on busing. They've had to not spend as much on staffing. They haven't had to spend as much on utilities or the upkeep of the buildings because they've all been doing remote. But Andy, but all the what all the, the the cleaning supplies and all the laptops and everything they had to get to get up to par, that was all paid for by the PPEs and all the assistance during COVID. It did not come out of their regular budgets. At least in the state of Kansas, other states may be different. They didn't have to spend a single dime out of their emergency funds out of their backup safety net funds that schools have just in case they overspend during a semester or over the year, they never had to touch any of that. They are still sitting on record amounts of money behind the scenes while they say we don't have enough, we don't have enough, we don't have enough. We didn't have to pay for janitors. We didn't have to pay for a lot of as many teachers. We didn't have to pay for bus drivers. We didn't have to pay for the gas. We didn't have to pay for the utilities. We didn't have to pay for a lot of things that you normally would during a school year. Why? Because they were going remote. And all of the additional expenditures, laptops and the virtual learning and the programs and the, the PPEs to clean up and what, all of that covered by the federal government during the pandemic. Now they're getting plus $500 million to go back to the schools again for what? I don't know. And they don't even say you have to open up. We literally just had the CDC come out today, today, and say that if you've received both of your vaccines of COVID-19, or if you get the, the Johnson & Johnson one, it's only one shot. But if you got both phases from the Moderna or the Pfizer one, you can start going back into public without a mask. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this totally goes against the whole Dr. Anthony Fauci deal where he says we need to be wearing two to three masks right now. And you still need to wear a mask even after you get the vaccine. But the CDC just released its statement today saying that if you got both of the vaccines, 
people can begin going back into public without a mask. I know. I know. So what exactly is in here that's not good other than going ridiculously to schools? Oh, I don't know. $500 million towards museums and Native American language preservation. Yes. Museums? I like museums just like anybody else. I love museums. I don't mind throwing some money towards museums. Maybe that could be included in the regular budget, not towards a COVID-19 relief, trying to keep people afloat and trying to keep businesses surviving. $500 million towards museums and Native American language preservation. $40 billion to colleges and universities. Additional from what they usually get from federal grants and and, uh, assistance. Now, let me remind you again. You're a public entity of a university or college. If you don't have as many students enrolling, then that means you need to shut some of the departments or downsize the departments. Not that you just raise the tuition for students and you get additional money from the federal government. You are a public entity. You grow and you fluctuate, increase, decrease by the size of your population of students. And if the student population's going down, that means you need to decrease a little bit as well. But heaven forbid you cut some of those professors making $200,000 with their tenure. Crazy concept. Here's another one for you. $50 million towards family planning organizations like Planned Parenthood. $50 million going to Planned Parenthood. Why? Because, I mean, we need to plan appropriately while we're stuck at home with COVID, right? But don't worry. Joe Biden says it's all for you. It's all for the American people. It's all for you just including all the special interests that are in there as well. By the way, we are building a bridge to connect Canada to New York. That's a $1.5 million out of the COVID relief bill and $1.5 billion for Amtrak because, you know, why not? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week, trying to kick off your week the best way we know how to do so. By the way, uh, real quickly, as we kind of wrap up this COVID 19 relief bill, it's, it's going to pass, by the way, too. It passed in the Senate. They were able to get away with the supermajority, the filibuster of the 60 votes, because they took away the $15 an hour minimum wage. So it didn't have anything to do with the, you know that sort of thing. So they were able to pass with a simple majority vote. Now, it passed 50 to 49, which means one Republican didn't vote. But it wouldn't have mattered anyways. If it would have gone 50-50, they would have had Kamala Harris go and do the tie-breaking vote at 51-50. And it would have moved on. The House will pass it very easily. It'll be signed by Joe Biden, and it'll be done. Now, with some of the porculus that's going directly towards you, directly towards you, no porculus, no fatty stuff on the end so that we can try, no, nothing. It is strictly skin and bones, $2 trillion. I had a comment, Andy, we live $27 trillion in debt. We do, you're right. But we already have $2 trillion deficit just for this year. We just doubled that in one bill that doesn't even include our federal budget that we'll have to debate on in a few months. Again, transportation and infrastructure, $90 billion out of that $1.2 trillion relief bill. Now, some of it, okay, you know what? We make a little bit of sense. Increased funding for disaster relief funding uh, to cover funeral expenses related to COVID providing grants to transit agencies, provide grants to airports and aviation manufacturers, provide grants to communities under economic distress, grants to Amtrak and other transportation-related spending. Now, here's the crazy part. $1.5 billion to Amtrak, which still has over a billion dollars in unspent aid before. It's sitting on a billion dollars. We just gave them another $1.5 billion for Amtrak. Why? Why do we need Amtrak? If people aren't traveling, then oh darn. Like, what do you want to do with Amtrak? It doesn't make any sense to me. If it doesn't work, then you shut it down. If nobody's using it, then you shut it down. Again, universities. You don't keep maintain the same size of a university if you have less enrolled students. You downsize. You downgrade. But that would just lose people's minds. Oh, my gosh, how dare you talk about shutting down or closing or shortening the size of a university. We just need to raise tuition rates. $1.5 million for a bridge connecting Canada to New York and more than $100 million for an underground rail project in Silicon Valley. Because why the heck not? That's going to be beneficial for you. Now, you can't use it because you can't like get together in large groups, <laughs> but we're still going to build $100 million for an underground rail project in Silicon Valley. They don't know what they're doing. It's just all the pet projects all over the nation, and it makes them feel better, but that's just for you, and we cannot survive unless we have these projects. Real quickly... As we shift gears here, uh, we need to do a little bit better while you're doing news research. If you're like for me, when I'm doing my show prep and I'm trying to Google things, but I try not to use Google any longer because it gives them the points and it shows me misinformation already. Anyways, you got to go to like uh, DuckDuckGo or you have to go to other websites to find your news. And if you do try and search certain news, you need to kind of do it in the right, again, the right sources to not only get the right information, but also to give them the boost in the ratings. 
uh, there was a web race, web news race for the ratings as the number of hits for the month of February. Google News still dominated with 1.6 billion hits in Google News. CNN is number two at 1.2 billion hits for the month of February. The New York Times at 787 million, Fox News at 758 million, Yahoo News at 593 million, Drudge Report at 545 million, Washington Post at 383 million, BuzzFeed at 282, CNBC at 266, USA Today at 5 or at 259, and it goes on down the list. For conservative messages, if we're going to promote conservatism or at least have conservative messages be supported, we need to support those online news sources. Google is definitely not it. CNN, definitely not it. New York Times, definitely not it. Fox News, meh. Yahoo News, definitely not it. Drudge Report, not any longer. It used to be, but not any longer. BuzzFeed, kind of, sort of. You really have to go all the way down to Breitbart, which is way down there at 113 million. Got a ways to go. We can do it. We just have to remember that while we're doing everything in our lives, unfortunately, we have to find the ones that are actually friendly to us while they try to shut us down and we use their services. Kind of sad, isn't it? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you all. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week, trying to get you up and moving for the week. That's just what we do, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time as your millennial general reports for duty each and every day. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure to visit all of our social media at Hoosier Reason. Again, H-O-O-S-E-R. No I in that. Reason on all of the social media, plus on the website at HoosierReason.com. I want to get back into the ratings for the hits on websites and news websites in just a little bit because I think it's kind of, it shows an example of why people think the way they think depending on the searches that they do, the websites that they go to, and the information they're actually getting. When CNN 
is actually the number two sourced uh, online news source. That's crazy to me. So I never would have thought that. I mean, I know Drudge Report is a really big one, although they've kind of burned their bridge on the conservative end a little bit from kind of going the other direction. Fox News is hanging in there. New York Times, I guess, is expected. So we'll get to all that and more in just a little bit here. But I want to talk about friendships for just a minute. And how can you make new friends? Now, apparently, being in politics is not the best way to make friends. Ah, see? Uh, in talking politics, they always say never talk politics or religion at the dinner table. What do I do? I go to family dinners and talk religion and politics, which is why many of the family members don't like to talk to me. But that's really okay. But it's been especially difficult during the COVID era over the last year to maybe make new friends. Now, I have heard that you're supposed to make friends with individuals that you more associate with or that you look up to or that you want to become. Uh, if you want to be a successful business person to befriend maybe, you know, just business people and successful entrepreneurs. If you want to be a certain, you know, doctor or something to befriend them. Or if you just become friends with the friends of your uh, children and the parents of the children, because that's just kind of what you do. To talk about all that and more, I'm excited to have on here. She is the author of the book, The Friendship Upgrade, Trade Clickable Connections for Friendships That Actually Matter, Friendships That Matter. Heather Dugan's with us here on the show. Heather, how are you, my friend? I am well, Andy. It's good to be with you today. It's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it very much. Uh, how difficult has it been over the last year with COVID? I'm sure a lot of people obviously being isolated, not being able to get out and, and convene the bars, nightclubs, all those have been closed. At, I mean, especially after 10 o'clock as well, die at 10.01 if we go out with COVID. Uh, how difficult has it been to actually be social and have friends during the last year? Oh, it has been super difficult for so many. Uh, and throw into that the fact that our patience and our stamina is kind of a little low at this point. Mm -hmm. People kind of through the winter seasons, especially, I, it seems like a <clears throat> perspective kind of is dialed down a bit. And people just aren't as open, haven't been as open to people as much as, as we would like to be. And, of course, when you put these masks on our faces and we lose all those wonderful social cues like, you know, the smile and sure. <laughs> just you, when you can't read the expression, it's a little difficult to know which way to go, right? Yeah, I could see someone trying to flirt at a bar and, like, not being able to get the tell signs of a smirk or a smile or anything. Be like, I don't know whether this is looking good or whether this is totally creeping them out. Right. Very big difference there between the smirk and the smile. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have a difficult time reading the uh, <clears throat> dating situation as it is already. And, uh, yeah, this definitely adds additional layers that people don't need if they're trying to connect. That's true. Nowadays, you need to wonder about the gender identification in the first place, Now, let alone actually the cues and signs on whether it's actually working. I would be I have to admit, I, I would be terrified living as a teenager at this time trying to get into the dating scene. I don't know how kids do it, and I'm terrified for my six-year-old daughter when she gets to that age. Oh, my goodness. I hope that we have gotten a little better with our social media and our phone usage, all the digital stuff by the time your daughter's of age for all of that. But yeah, look at, you know, so much of it is relegated to texting now. Like, yeah. Gosh, you, don't all your texts go exactly as planned? I mean, <laughs> they don't. Yeah. There's so much confusion in that. And it's, you totally don't read into a text message yeah. with, a, with a tone, right? Yes, yeah, because, you know, we basically stepped away from conversation and moved towards basic communication. And we've forgotten a lot of the essentials that we need to connect with people in real life. So, uh, you know, it's really important that you uh, be teaching your daughter, and I'm sure you are, just how to kind of 
carry on normal conversations. Yeah. I'm guessing she does not have a cell phone in her hand yet. No, but, she um, doesn't. She will not until high yeah. school. No, but it, it's funny. It's funny you mention it. So the wife and I were at a, 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 on a date night a couple of years ago and we went to a restaurant and apparently it was prom night for the high schoolers around the area because a couple, you know, couples came in and I, uh, we laughed the entire time because the couple came and sat down at a table semi near us and they put their menus in front of their face and they're on their phones texting yes. instead of actually having a conversation. I've never seen something like that before. This is so typical, unfortunately. Yeah, Baylor University did a study a few years ago. They've actually done a couple of them now on the phenomenon called a fubbing. That's what they, they deemed it, phone snubbing. And that is, for many couples, the, you know, it's not... <laughs> The, the big interloper in the, the relationship is the iPhone for many, you know, wow. or the Android, whatever you're using. Um, but people, they tend and you know, think about the message that sends. It's, you know, and when we do that in front of our kids, too, it's like you're important, but just a minute. I've got this first, you yeah. know, it just kind of we're sending mixed messages to people it and does. it's hard to feel valued and connected when you're, you know, glancing to see if something better comes off your screen. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it really does send a message. I catch myself. I mean, being in radio, I do show prep constantly. So I'm looking for stories and everything. And I, I catch myself with my six year old when she wants to play or she's trying to tell me a story about her day. And I'm looking at my phone and I, I try to stop what I'm doing to actually pay attention and engage with her because I don't want her to get that because I'm sure talk about maybe some of the, the, the social uh, just the lack of social skills that some have and maybe just the social awkwardness. I mean, I always yeah. saw that as just, well, kids that were, you know, homeschooled and kind of stayed secluded in their home all day long. They had the social awkwardness, but now I, I, that's not true now because now they can be socially active and going into the sports and activities. But I think it's more now of just people that don't know how to engage and look away from the screen and make eye to eye contact. This is so true, you know, and we tend to take the easier route, don't we? Uh, you know, avoid things that are more difficult sometimes in our lives. And if it's, you know, if you don't really want to have a conversation, it's a lot easier to text. Um, and if, you, if you're feeling uh, shy or just a little uncomfortable at, at initiating a new conversation, people go to the easiest thing. And uh, you're right, the skills aren't there. And they're looking, you know, many kids that are growing up now are looking at parents for their, their role modeling and, you know, the parents are on their phones. So it, it, it's really important to just kind of give ki kids basic scripts to begin conversations as they move into some of their uh, social situations uh, through the preteens and teen years and beyond. Sure. Um, you know, as much as we can help them begin, you know, be ready for initiating conversations. The child that can communicate well is going to be so much further ahead as they proceed through life. Yeah, amen to that. We're talking with Heather Dugan, author of the book, The Friendship Upgrade. Talk about the societal changes and whether we're going to go back to that or not. I mean, I love looking at the generational differences where, you know, my yeah. grandparents' age, they, I mean, they always had their clubs and their groups and they had bowling groups and they had bowling night and poker night. And I mean, they went <sighs> to these clubs and did these things. My parents' generation didn't do that quite as much. Now, my generation, they don't like going to big social gatherings. They'd rather just be on a private chat with, you know, five people on Facebook and be able to share information that way as opposed to actually getting together. Is it going to continue that way afterwards? Or do you think it's going to hit a point where this isn't healthy? It's not fun anymore. Let's get back to social gatherings and start doing bowling club again. 
Right, right. Well, the research certainly bears out the unhealthiness of it. Um, you know, we are very aware of the, the physical and the emotional aspects of getting disconnected from people. It, it sets off this whole panic response in our bodies that's, you know, it's the fight or flight instinct, basically, when we feel disconnected from others. I think there's some nostalgia, certainly, that people are beginning to feel. And, and even through COVID, you know, a lot of people kind of went back to some basic activities that maybe they'd wandered away from for many years, you know, just family bike rides and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's not a satisfying thing to be in a group if you don't feel connected to the people that are you're with yeah. and uh, being understood. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, before we went into this pandemic, uh, the numbers were already significantly up and they've been rising every year. Cigna does some studies on uh, this whole phenomenon of loneliness. And it's been, you know, mental health, you know, the mental health issues have been brought up a lot through as we've gone through the pandemic. But we were already at a very, uh, very drastic point. You know, more than half of the people that get surveyed have indicated that they just don't have that in their lives. And that's a basic, basic human need. Well, it is a basic human need. It, it makes you healthy. I mean, we've seen, as you mentioned, a lot of stats of the more social you are, the healthier and the longer you live and the happier that you are in your life. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk real quickly. We got just about a minute or so left about division in the country. I mean, we talk a lot of politics on the show, obviously politics, very dividing factor. And then COVID on top of that. And uh, I mean, have you seen a trend of divisiveness also causing a lot of friction between friendships, maybe political differences or mask wearing versus non-mask wearing or sporting events. I mean, what's the big division we're seeing right now? Well, you know what? I think part of it is because of what the state we've been in, we're very good at noticing the differences instead of finding the commonalities between us. Uh, And, you know, and it feels safer. Our tempers are shorter. um, And we we kind of, we just don't have the the level of critical thinking that we might have at one point um, in terms of, you know, really maybe being more empathetic towards somebody and trying to get the whole picture. Um, And people are are, are a little bit, there's been fear and fear has driven a lot of the division. Um, But it's really important to just look for the things that you still share. A lot of times, just because we have different opinions does not mean we don't share the same values. We just might have uh, ranked them slightly differently and and, the tiers are different. Um, And that impacts our decision making. Uh, But we have to also, I think, just be really aware of our own conversation and how inclusive we really are towards others. The only way we move forward is to kind of provide ways for people to move back together. So that's, you know, physical safety and emotional safety, too. Yeah. Amen to that. And just as a reminder for everybody, uh, the clickable friends and all the followers you have on Facebook are not your BFFs. They wouldn't come and help you in the middle of the (laughs) night if you need help. Right. I would not count on that. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I love it. Heather Dugan, the Friendship Upgrade uh, uh, Trade Clickable Connections for Friendships That Matter. You can find it on Amazon and other places where books are sold. Heather, it's great to have you on the show. Let's do this again real soon. I'd love to uh, continue this conversation. Sounds great, Andy. Thanks a lot. Hey, appreciate it very much. Great stuff there. Lots to get to when we come back here as we wrap up a Monday today here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. 
Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio and TV plus live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. We appreciate you very much each and every day for joining us on the show as we're growing by leaps and bounds every single day as well. So thank you for that. Thanks again to Heather coming on the program. That was a great conversation. We're going to definitely have her back on the show as well because she brought up some, and not just friendships, but just kind of a societal um, observation understanding culture and understanding the way we are in today's times, which I, as I've mentioned, I totally live in the wrong era. I totally grew up in the wrong era. I would love to not live at this time. Not anything bad about it. It's just, I, you know, yeah, people are too soft and weak and just, yeah, the whole technology thing, which I'm in radio, so I use a a lot of technology and obviously doing a talk show. I do a lot of show prep all the time, looking for stories and breaking news. So I am on my phone all the time and it drives me nuts. If I could use, go back to the flip phone, I totally would. If I could actually just go back to the way things used to be, totally would, but you really can't. But she brought up something really interesting to me that right towards the end that I wanted to kind of elaborate and extend on and, of course, make it into a political comment because that's just what I do on a political talk show. But she had mentioned about the division in the nation with uh, politics and how we're more trying to find things that we disagree on and divide us as opposed to finding the things that we agree on in finding the similar things and finding the unity that we can have and then trying to move forward in that direction. And I think that's by design today, isn't it? The way the media is, the way really progressives are. I mean, conservatives, we're just kind of frustrated. We're like, this is what we stand for, like it or not, we just don't care anymore. You guys attack us, you abuse us, you go after us. We just don't care. This is what we believe in. This is what we stand for. Whether you like it or not, I don't really care. If you like it, then come on board and great. If you don't, then whatever. We're just to the point of we just don't, you know what? We just don't care. That's where we're at. That's where we stand, and that's it. The progressives, 
Again, it's not the difference of, well, if you don't like that, then just don't go shop there. Shop somewhere else. They say, we don't like that, so we want to shut you down. They definitely find the division and the hate, and that's really by design, I think, in today's times, unfortunately. It shouldn't be. We should be able to say, you know what, I disagree with you. I disagree with your stance. I disagree with your thought process. I understand your thought process. Okay, I, you know what? I can see where you're coming to that. I just disagree because I don't think it works. And then we move on. We pat each other on the back. We go have a pint in a pub, and we're all happy. But instead, we can't do that anymore because if you disagree, then you are automatically a racist. You're automatically the worst person on the face of the earth. And I don't like that. I like having conversations with the other side of the aisle and be like, you are, you know, that doesn't make sense. I told you before, this is why this show is called The Voice of Reason. I may not agree with your end result, but I am fascinated and almost obsessed with trying to connect dot A to dot B. What is your thought process here? How did you get to this conclusion with your opinion on this issue or whatever? I want to understand. I'm fascinated by that. But when they lump you in the boxes, the progressives love the identity politics. You are black, therefore you must vote this way. You are Native American, you must vote this way. You are a part of the LGBTQ community, you must vote this way. You are a woman, you must vote this way. You must believe this way, you must think this way, you must live this life, you must live this culture, you must believe this way. And if you don't, then you're going against your values and you're going against what makes you better. And I don't like that. Because when you compartmentalize like that, and you divide like that, what does that create? That creates lack of understanding, that creates fear, that creates misunderstanding, and that creates the division. It's always funny if you look through history when one society tried to attack and take over another society and take over their lands or take over whatever, if they would stop and they started to communicate with one another, they found a lot in common and they could work together. But when they, the PR attack machine came out of those people's skin color looks different, they're the devil. When those people look different over there and they like worship a different God because they had a, they worship the sun God as opposed to the real God, they're the devil. We need to eliminate them. When we say, oh, look, they don't wear clothes like us. They wear, uh, uh, they wear leather instead of steel. They're the devil. When you have the PR team depicting these individuals as the worst people on the face of the earth, then you go after because you don't understand, you just attack. And that is because of a lack of understanding. We're going back to that in our cycle of life because now you're conservative. Let's not try to understand what you believe. You are automatically a racist. You hate different cultures. No, we don't. I want to learn. I want to understand. I want to be open about it. I may disagree with it, but I'm going to say, do you, boo. Do your thing, man. I'm going to do my own thing. Progressives. I don't like you. You will be censored. You will be silenced. You will be shut down. You will be canceled because we don't like you. Perfect example. Oh, yeah. Disney Plus. Peter Pan, Dumbo, Aristocrats are being removed from children's profiles on Disney Plus. Then you heard, of course, Pepe Le Pew being perpetrated as rape culture because he was so fastly in love with the female who didn't want anything to do with him. And he chased her all the time. The cancel culture continues because we don't want to understand the way things were. We just get offended by it. We want to cancel it ourselves. Makes me sad. That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. We have a heck of a week lined up for you. You're not going to miss a single bit of it. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Monday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. 
The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.